This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Special edition, Who's That Girl Tour, 1987. Oof. So Madonna um, jumped into a world tour called the Who's That Girl Tour world tour, um, as opposed to the Like a Virgin tour only two years earlier. Madonna was now playing stadiums, including Madison Square Garden again and all over, and she was going all over the world. Um, The tour kicked off in um, Japan on June 14th, 1987, and she did a bunch of dates in Japan, her first time touring there. And then she hit Miami at the end of June of 1987 and was in the U.S. uh, through the middle of August and then went to Europe and did, um, on her birthday, she was in uh, London uh, at Wembley Stadium, and she wrapped the tour up in Florence on September 6th. So it was really only three months. It was the summer of 1987. I want to talk a little bit about the set list. Um, oh, yes, please. Because I kind of love this set list in, in a way because with with a couple of moments aside, she really sticks to what she does now even, which is it's mostly new material. It's mostly like yep. she does, um, so she opens the show with Open Your Heart in this weird way that's that, that echoes the, the video. And yet it feels very small. Like the, the two dancers are doing all this kind of la-la-la dancing. And then the screen just kind of comes up and there she is. And she's just like, hey, everybody. And then yeah. she sings Open Your Heart. Um, then she does Lucky Star. Oh, wait, wait. Can we just go back to yeah. Open Your Heart for a second? Because I, I do want to point out, though, that and this because this does happen in every concert that she does from forever, including the first one, that... Um, she she starts in this elevated place behind oftentimes a scrim of some sort and then walks downstairs yes. to enter the story yeah. right this happens in in every concert yes. um except for except for Madame X I think and she doesn't um, enter and uh the girly show she r- rises out of the ground right she rises up yeah but mostly it's that you know or in in confessions where she arrives in the, the but disco that's ball, descending from above down onto true, onto true. The mere us to, to be with us mere mortals. Yes, she didn't have the little boy who's in the little boy who's in, who does the tour is not the same one that was in the music video. He apparently couldn't get his working papers, mm. and so they have a different little boy on on the tour. But um, and they use um, the remix version of "Open yes. Your Heart" as the as the version that they use on tour, which is pretty yeah. nice. But yeah, it's a strange strange opening. Right, and then sorry. and then she does uh, Lucky Star, which is really one of the only old songs she does in a pretty straightforward version. Um, she does True Blue uh, with the backup singers involved. Uh, oh, wait. Um, sorry. I, I know I keep jumping in, but so for Open Your Heart and Lucky Star, she's in like what I would basically say is like a bathing suit. Um and you know well, it's a bustier bathing suit. Wait, hold on. Yeah. She, all right, okay, so okay, she okay. comes out. She's in like basically the who's the open your heart outfit on the video. Yes. And she does two <laughs> songs dressed like that. She greets the audience and then she goes, "You're my lucky star," and off we go.
Um, so back to the set list. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so she True then blue. there's a break, she changes, and then she's in the white dress uh, for True Blue. Right. Kind of a 50s-ish dress. And the backup singers are in them as well. Finally, we get to see the girls. Right. They come down the stairs yeah. and are sort of part of that number. And then she puts on a leather jacket <laughs> as the orchestration for Papa Don't Preach starts. And she yes. stalks around the stage. Oh, and she gets very serious in Papa Don't yes. Preach. Like yes. for the first time, we see the sort of more moody Madonna. She, she clenches her fist a lot. For like, for like her being like, you know, intent, you know, and then also there's all this, it's the first time in this song, she sits down for part of it. She like, she sings it sitting in a chair on the side of the stage. And then there's all this video projection. And it's the first time she's using projection for like political reasons, though it doesn't make total sense. There's like, there's all these images of like strife around the world. And then Ronald Reagan comes up in the white house and then it ends with like a safe sex message, but it's sort of like along the lines of like ultimately more clear messages later, <laughs> you know, um, she has another break and then she comes out in the gold dress for white heat, the gold jacket, the gold jacket, sorry, the gold yeah. jacket and white heat <laughs> and a hat. I don't want to skip over Shabadoo. I mean, I just want to talk about him a little bit because he he did choreograph the show. Obviously, they never worked together again. What else did Shabadoo do? He was in the two breakdancing movies. He was the star of Breakdancing and Breakdancing 2, Electric Boogaloo. And he was like an icon. I'm Adolfo Shabadoo Quinones, and I was a soul-trained dancer from 1971 until mid-70s, 74. Growing up as a young black boy, uh, in Chicago, in the project homes, and just really being known as a Negro. But something that really saddened me most of the time, until I heard James Brown say, say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, and then Soul Train brought it all home, baby. It was like, all right, we get to be proud and black and strut our stuff and be unapologetically black. And then he started to choreograph. He choreographed a ton of people before and after this. But um, yeah. anyway, I just wanted to acknowledge Shabadoo. Well, I love Shabadoo, and I think I think given what um, it, the limits are of this tour, I think it, I think it 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 moves pretty well, like it flows very well. Um, so she does causing a commotion, um, which is on the radio at the time, um, and then uh, the lights dim, and we get a little serious, and we get a little glimpse of Nikki Finn because um, she's going to sing the Look of Love as she wanders the stage as Nikki Finn. Um, she recreates a moment in the film where Griffin Dunn walks around the city contemplating his life, but she is now Griffin Dunn contemplating her life. Um, can I tell you something? At, yeah, you can. Um, this was the first time that I fast forwarded when <gasps> I watched the video because I was like, this is so boring. And yeah. I don't think that her singing is that good in the song. Well, luckily, um, we we get probably what I think was probably Madonna's most fun moment for her to do every night on the show. Uh -huh. um, she does a medley of Dress You Up and then Material Girl and then Like a Virgin, um, dressed in kind of like a Betty Boop slash Carol Burnett as the cleaning woman. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, like upon a Gilligan's Island creature. Well, when I looked, it is a very strange outfit. It's like a Betsy Johnson gone awry. Um, yeah. But when I was watching it again, I thought, oh, 
I think that looks to me like a Cindy Lauper outfit. And then I thought, is she playing Cindy Lauper to do her hits? Because she's so over them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's sort of like, you know, you want to hear the hits, hear the hits, fuck you, and you're going to hear them this way. <laughs> and, well, and, and and that's the thing. That's the big thing I would say about the set list. That's so bold is really this is like the highlight, the high point of the nostalgia factor of this tour. Everything else is pretty much the new stuff. Totally much. Totally. And but the highlight of the medley, which I know you're going to talk about, is during like a virgin. Oh, when she um, uh, interpolates, I can't help myself, Sugar yes. Pie Honey Bunch. Yes. Of course. It's my favorite moment, too. It, it harkens to her Motown roots. She's from Detroit, bitches. Yes. Yes. And she actually, it's the only time in that section that she sings with true conviction. Exactly. She has so much fun doing it. Um, And she doesn't do, she does something like this again in a few years on the girly show, but we'll save that for then, you know. But I, and and I've always, you know, because I have this uh, aversion to medleys. Um, It's the reason I refuse to see Janet Jackson live. Same. Um, If I'm not getting the whole song, I'm not going because I don't come to just hear a chorus and a verse of Black Cat. I hear come to hear the whole thing, including <laughs> that guitar solo, bitches. So Janet, whole songs or don't do them all. Like leave us wanting more. I don't need to have 28 songs mushed into an hour and 40 minute show because you need to like, think you have to get all your number ones in. Don't need them, honey. So then she then she kicks into Where's the Party, a, a staple. This is where she uses, this is where the photographers are chasing her because they, they start with the I'm not ashamed picture from the New York Post. And then she's like sort of like trying to, like the whole show, she has the sunglasses on and the boa. Ugh, the worst look in the whole show, the wor- including the Betty Boop outfit. <laughs> The worst look is is the boa. I'm like, what are you doing with a boa, Madonna? Honestly, I think all the looks are bad. But like, anyway, but yeah, so she's trying to run away from the paparazzi to get to a party, you know, and to try to let her hair down. Right? <laughs> let her trying, hair down. She's so stressed out by all the press. Oh. Um, and then we get a very serious, like legitimate look uh, to tell that goes drama. on. I mean, it is like, it is like the album version. So it is a six to eight minute song. Um, there isn't um, when you'll see came out in two thousand nineteen ninety nineteen ninety five. Um, the B side was the live version of this from this tour, oh. and it sounds incredible. It's- Good. It, it's good for her. It's it's her at her at her simplest, and you know the song sounds good every time she's done it on tour, which hasn't been that many times. But yeah. it is a good song. 
Um, and, then and then she kind of, and then we kind of bring it on home. We do into the groove and then we get some La Isla Bonita and she's got the red dress on. And that, that I think is probably the, the next most engaged version, uh, like, like song in the show that Madonna yeah. seems to really be into. Yeah. I just, just to go back to into the groove, she, she does make that, she says, thank you. Good night. After she does that song and she leaves, um, like as if that's her first, you know, that as if the show's going to end there. So the, the yeah. next three songs are encores. Quote unquote. Oh yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. I thought, I forgot that she says, thank you. Good night. She never says, she never does encores anymore. Remember no. encores no, again, yeah. it's this old school kind of attitude that, that this show has. It's like, totally. she feels, I, I, I just, I, I feel shackled when I watch it. Like I'm trapped in 1987. <laughs> so out, out come like the guitars and the flamenco dancing. And then Madonna comes out in this red dress. That's amazing. Yeah. The dress is amazing. And, she does. Yeah. And that's the cover of the, um, the video as well, the video cassette. And um, she sings a great La Isla Bonita and then goes right in, and unafraid she goes right into its doppelganger. Who's that girl? Ooh, all the '80s sounds in this. It's like all the '80s sounds come back up, like to back to back. Oh God! And then we wrap it up as oh. we often do with Madonna with Holiday. But before she exits the stage, comes back in a pant version of the red dress, and her hair slicked back. She's combed it. She with there's a product. There's a product in that. Yes, hair too. yes, yes. Um, not only that, she stops in the middle of the song to, to comb her hair to, and to <laughs> chat, but she also is like, I got I to gotta comb my hair. Does anybody have a comb? And then people from the audience throw combs onto the stage and she uses them. Did she use all of them? or just, she, used, like she, she used I, one or two. I she thought she them. had a preset comb. Well, she may have, but she's like, does anybody have a comb? And then people and threw then they combs on stage. Remember yeah, when that people was, carried combs? <sighs> <laughs> I, I, actually, I don't. I don't. Um, her, I don't oh, carry and, a comb. But oh my gosh, listen, you, you know, what a terrible tour. I mean, okay. like uh, she, smi- she has that weird, crazy entertainment smile on the whole time. That's so fake and so not her, you know, yeah. she's so aiming to please. And it yeah. really, it really, um, it's just the most disingenuous moment for me of her career so far. Um, this was a learning experience for her. I mean, I don't think she kind of knew what um, doing a world tour stadium, the travel, all of the management was going to entail. And given her hands-on approach to everything and her hyper need to control things, she really, I don't think, was able to do all of that and do all the other things that she was trying to do while on tour and deal with her marriage and deal with like everything else going on. And, and deal with the paparazzi and all of those things. And so, and I just think also stamina wise and also learning how to stay engaged in a show. I think this show told her, oh, I really have to treat these as another piece of art that I'm creating because I'm not going to be able to do long, long tours like this if, I'm, if I don't care about it, if I'm not creatively engaged, if I'm not more in control of, all the aspects of it. So it's really my vision. This feels like Madonna kind of in a cookie cutter of how you do a tour in 1987. And it has all of like 
the most cool technology and it has video and it has, you know, some of the artistic stuff she wants to do, some of the social messaging she wants to do. It feels very full. I think if I was seeing this show, I'd feel like I got a lot of Madonna. She, she rarely is off the stage. There's not, um, those interludes that start to happen later where the dancers take over some of it and you've got little breaks in it. Um, this feels very much like it, uh, an evening with Madonna. Um, but I think it's shocking to me that in two years time, she's putting together the Blonde Ambition Tour and it's like a completely different animal than this. Because this happens in the music too. I think we go from her um, being under the thumb of the man to becoming the man. And like that she... she is really following with this tour. Like she's like the people are telling her how to do it and she's doing it because, you know, and a lot of the things this in 1987 post true blue are like that, where she's sort of like entering territories. She doesn't, she doesn't have as much familiarity in and is reaching a new height where she needs people to guide her. She was working for them. And I think as she moves forward, she starts to have more control over how she plays, you know, and then that that I think is that that is the that is the tour in a nutshell. What you just said, she was an employee of the of Sire Records and they and Warner Brothers, and they were sending her out on tour as their employee, right? And and whatever they could do to make it as good for her as possible is great. But like, she's now the employer going forward yep. because I don't think she wants to do it like this again. And um, and I'm really thankful that that she doesn't. I mean, of all of the tours across, she's been on tour now 11 times. This is the least essential. Agreed. We've slammed this tour. It's terrible. People are going to hate this episode because all we do is say, <laughs> let's say something, let's end on a positive note about it. Um, well, no, what? Yeah. Um, What's your favorite part of this tour? Of Like, if you could say one, if there's one thing that we need to hear, what is it? Oh God. <laughs> um I would say um uh, I mean honestly <laughs> we just set ourselves up to fail. Um you La know what La I will Bonita. say? I, I think the I think the light La Isla Bonita is really beautiful. Yeah, and I think this is where she first realizes the power and transcendence of that song. Yeah. Viva la Isla Bonita. Viva la Isla Bonita. And I'm just glad there's no clips from Who's That Girl in this. You're I right. Think that would be a, 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 a real choice. You're absolutely but I don't think right. you're, I don't think they're allowed. I think it's a rights thing. Mm. So. Till next time. Bye.